0: Welcome to Investigate Joe Rogan. Today I will be looking at episode 1445 with Andy Stumpf. This will probably be a pretty short episode, but I wanted to do a recent one to sort of get with the times here. I've been talking about Alex Jones for too long. I'm living in the past. Talking about aliens and Hitler, etc. I gotta get with the times here. So the first thing I'll talk about is, during the beginning, when they were talking about the virus, Rogan says that half of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. And this is true, but I do not think that it means what most people think it means. At least, I'm basing that on it not meaning what I thought it meant. Maybe you already know. But there are a bunch of articles, first of all, saying that it's closer to 80%. And that number comes from a random survey that CareerBuilder.com took, so I don't think it's really worth taking seriously. But the 50% number comes from a legit study done by the University of Chicago. And it says, quote, 51% of working adults indicated that missing more than one paycheck would mean that they could not cover necessities without accessing savings. So, if you didn't get a paycheck, they would use their savings. What I thought paycheck to paycheck meant was if you didn't get a paycheck, you're just out of money and you'd have to, you know, go hunting or, you know, kill someone. But, I mean, this just makes sense to me. I mean, yeah, if you didn't get paid, you'd have to use savings. What else were you going to do? I think... What I thought paycheck to paycheck meant was really this. Later in the the study, it says one third, 31% of households, report that they would need to skip the purchase of essentials if they missed two paychecks. That's more like what I thought it meant. And a third is still pretty bad. Even though missing two paychecks is not literally paycheck to paycheck, still it's pretty bad. But at least it's not as bad as 50%. And at least the 50% number isn't exactly what I thought it was. I think it's worth keeping this in mind when the term paycheck to paycheck gets thrown around. It's worth knowing. Also during their coronavirus discussion at the beginning, Stumpf says he thinks there's a thin line separating America from becoming a third world country essentially. Um, but he also he also makes fun of preppers, saying, "Oh, it's crazy, you know. You can't just have military rations and guns." But I mean, what do you want? You know, if if you really think that we're about <laughs> to become third world any day, wouldn't that mean these people are actually totally in the right and not paranoid at all? What do you what do you want here, Stump? I th- I thought that was a little silly. Rogan also says around this time that there's no protection for tenants in California during the whole virus stuff. This is actually not true. In most places in California, there's temporary eviction bans if you're out of a job because of the virus. It doesn't seem like there's any statewide law or anything as per my recording this, but most places have temporary bans, probably for the best. More important than the coronavirus is their later discussion about eggs. And Rogan confuses two different egg dishes and combines them. He says that balut is a hundred-year-old egg. And this is not true. They are both strange egg foods, but these are different things. Century egg, a.k.a. hundred-year-old egg, is a Chinese dish where they coat eggs in a sort of clay mixture and then leave them in the ground for weeks or months and then later you open it up and you eat it. And then balut, which I think sounds even less appetizing, is popular in the Philippines and that's the one where you just eat partially developed bird fetuses right out of the shell. Like, there's bird in there, not yolk. There's like a small bird, and you just eat it. That's that's rough. That, <laughs> I cannot imagine that tasting good to my American taste buds. Later on, they disagree about whether or not you are more likely to get struck by lightning or attacked by a shark. And Rogan is in the right, and Stumpf is wrong you are way more likely to get struck by lightning. There are 240,000 lightning strikes every year, but there were only 140 shark attacks in 2019, according to the Yearly Worldwide Shark Attack Summary made by Florida Museum. And what's kind of interesting is it describes 41 of those 140 attacks as being provoked attacks where, quote, a human initiates interaction with a shark in some way. So they applied the sort of meme version of the non-aggression principle to sharks, or basically if you do anything to a shark and it attacks you, it's justified, which I thought was pretty funny. They also talk about psychopaths a bit later, and Stumpf says that he knew one, namely Benjamin Sifrit. And he talks about the Sifrit case, but he gets some of the details wrong. So Benjamin and Erica Sifrit, husband and wife, were not serial killers, probably. They only killed one couple and chopped them up and threw them into dumpsters. He says it was like a whole string that they would do all the time. But there's really just the one couple. And then during the trial, another woman came forward and said they tried to kill her too but that she got away so i don't think you can really call them serial killers if there's just the one failed attempt and the one successful attempt and how they were actually caught was they they were breaking into hooters but then what happened was the cops found the driver's licenses of the couple they killed in erica Sifrit's purse Which is strange, why did she keep them? Was it like a trophy? Was she keeping track of her kill count or something? It really is a pretty weird case. And then what he does not mention in the episode is that sadly they got divorced in jail. What happened to, till death do us part? What's happening to marriage in America, really? Very sad story. They, of course, talk about the Navy SEALs for a while, and Rogan says that he just sort of assumed that every Navy SEAL would learn the basics of Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. And then Stumpf just says that he cannot recall a single instance in his career, or in the career of anyone he knew, where knowing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu would have come in handy at all. But then, I think possibly to make things less awkward, he's like, oh yeah, everyone should learn it though, for sure. Everyone should learn it. (laughs) They talk about Jocko, of course, with all this seal stuff. And this is something I was going to talk about in the episode with Jocko and Tulsi Gabbard but there was a lot of stuff going on in that episode so i think i'll just talk about it now and this is these are just, these are opinions not strict fact checking but i feel it must be said waking up early is not that hard it is not some ultimate feat of self discipline anyone who has ever had a job or they had to get up at a weird time can tell you this Eventually, you just get used to it, and it's not that hard. Second, the fetishization of depriving yourself of sleep in the name of working super hard is stupid. Getting eight hours of sleep is extremely good for your health. And if you start doing this, having not done it, you will feel better physically and mentally every day. I used to sleep like five to six hours a night. And once I started getting a legit night of sleep, I feel so much better just all the time. Do not deprive yourself of sleep to try and be like Jocko. It is dumb. (laughs) I, I feel like this must be said, because it just gets brought up in too many episodes. Something suspicious that is said later in the episode when they're talking about uh, judo is Rogan says try picking up a dead body or someone who's out cold and he says the second part of this kind of fast as if he's trying to recover realizing how strange it is that he has essentially admitted to picking up a dead body does this mean that Joe Rogan has killed someone Probably. Should a criminal investigation be opened up? Probably. Will one be opened up? I doubt it. As usual, it is up to me to do the investigating. Another very controversial statement made by both of them later, they both agree to this, is that Cheetos are not as good as Fritos. And this is just factually wrong. Everyone knows that the rankings go Doritos, then Cheetos, then Fritos, just like the song on Mad Villainy. Those are the correct rankings. Everything else is wrong. I wish they had continued to talk about chips to spice things up a little bit, but instead they start talking about leg kicks, you know, for like half an hour, uh, but eventually they they stumble onto some other topics, one of which was brought up by Jamie, who says that in France you have to wear a Speedo because loose-fitting swim trunks are not allowed. And this is true, but they do not say why in the episode. Jamie does not give a full explanation here, so I thought I would. France's reasoning behind this is that people will wear swim trunks places other than a pool so then they'll get all dusty or whatever. And then those people will get into the pool and then they'll get dust in the pool. Whereas you won't just walk around in a Speedo collecting dust. Now public pools are very disgusting, mostly just Band-Aids, but is this really why? Like are people tracking in dust? I don't know, this is a very strange law. Apparently they even have like speedo vending machines at some pools in France for tourists who, who don't know about this stuff. Pretty interesting. I think related to this discussion, I don't quite remember how they segued to this, but Rogan says that a fighter named Brian Green once sparred without a cup and was kicked so hard that his testicle exploded and he lost it forever. And Brian Green would probably not appreciate um, Rogan saying this on the podcast, because it was not him that this happened to. It was a guy named Devin Powell. And Devin Powell uh, went to the hospital, and then he got his testicle back. So apparently if you rupture your testicle via a kick, it's not just over for you. The medical science is there to to get it back. So that's nice for Devin Powell. And it's nice for Brian Green, who just has both and never got kicked at all. So that, that's good. They sort of circle all the way back to talking about coronavirus at the end of the podcast. And they talk about how Trump got rid of the pandemic department. And... Stumpf says, oh, you know, I don't really know if he did or not. There's articles saying both. Um, but he he's wrong. Trump did indeed fire the U.S. pandemic response team in 2018 to cut costs. Obviously, in hindsight, in 2020 hindsight vision, this was a pretty bad move. Certain conservatives like to talk about how cutting all these random little things will somehow solve the budget. Like, oh, if we just cut, like, NASA, we could balance the budget. But it's just because they don't want to actually cut the things that are causing problems, like Social Security, Medicare, the military. These things are pretty much like the whole budget. So just firing a couple bureaucrats in charge of pandemic responses it really just doesn't do anything. It's very silly. They end the podcast talking about coronavirus, and when they're initially discussing the coronavirus at the beginning, they're all, oh, you know, people are being so crazy. If everyone could just be objective and reasonable like us, then nothing bad would be happening. If, ever, if anyone could just be as smart and calm as we are, nothing bad would happen. But then right at the end of the podcast, they're just like, yeah, you know, if there was a large power outage or an earthquake right now, a techno-industrial society would collapse. (laughs) And they say all this having, you know, made fun of preppers and people who are thinking this could be very bad. So what I think, and maybe I'm the one being overly cynical here, but I think these two are basically the coronavirus equivalent of neocons, where, you know, neocons, they're not Christians, they don't want to join the military, but they they think you should for, you know, the national good. I think Rogan and this dude are panicking internally, hardcore, but they do not want other people to do so because it would be bad for the country. Again, maybe this is an overly cynical (laughs) analysis of these two, but I think it might be close to the truth. Personally, I don't really think techno-industrial society is going anywhere, unfortunately. But anyway, if there are older episodes you would like me to investigate, uh, you can just email me or message me on Twitter, or you could tell me in person, maybe. So next episode, I'll do a recent one if there's anything that seems interesting, or perhaps I will go into the JRE archives. But I will end this episode with my favorite quote from it. Water is weird. I enjoy the fact that it's real. Joe Rogan. I do too, Joe Rogan. I do too.